Welcome to the Menopause and Sex Podcast, where we discuss women's sexuality as it relates to the experience of menopause. I am your host, Christy Ann. Let's get started. Hello. Today, we are continuing our discussion about bad ingredients in personal lubricants. Last uh, episode, we talked all about glycerin and... um, its bad effects. And today we're going to continue that discussion by talking about parabens. But before we get into that discussion, let me tell you about today's episode being brought to you by Nectar, which is a personal moisturizing lubricant by Wet Orchid. It's made with menopause in mind, and it has hyaluronic acid. Not a lot of lubricants have that. It also contains absolutely no parabens, no glycerin, no harsh ingredients whatsoever. It never gets sticky. Go to wetorchid.com forward slash nectar to learn more about this product. So again, as I said before, we spoke about glycerin and um, all the uh, bad things it can do to a vagina on our last episode. And um, glycerin, as we discussed, is a very common used ingredient in many personal lubricants. Um, The vast majority of that I have seen do use glycerin. And as we discussed, glycerin in small amounts is not a problem, but when it gets to be around 40% or more of the ingredient uh, concentration in whatever it is um, in the product that you're using, that's when it can become harmful. So... Uh, If you haven't heard that episode, excuse me, definitely go and check it out. Um, But today we're going to continue the discussion by talking about parabens, which is a common ingredient in many lubricants. Um, So let's talk about what is parabens. So parabens are a group of chemicals that are commonly used as a preservative. And um, they're typically used in personal products, um, including lubricants. So what parabens do is um, they inhibit the growth of bacteria, mold, and yeast, which extends the life of, uh, extends the shelf life of lubricants because these ingredients, especially things like glycerin, I mean, they're they're food-based. They're going to begin to decay and you've got to put some kind of preservative in there. That's the unfortunate thing is it's going to be difficult, difficult if not impossible to have a lubricant that is using natural things outside of using silicone. Um, That would not need a preservative. Um, If it's going to be sold over the counter and it has ingredients that could go bad, then it's going to have to have a preservative. Now the silicone lubricants you see, and there's some oil based lubricants, those may not need the same um, preservatives. Oil-based probably would, though, because oil is going to break down. Silicone, maybe not as much. Um, And it may be possible that it will break down after time. I haven't looked into it. That might be something for a future episode. But for now, we're talking about parabens, and they are commonly used due to the fact that these lubricants have ingredients that can go bad. Uh, So parabens are effective preservatives due to the fact that they have anti-microbial properties. 
Um, which that helps maintain the integrity and the safety of the lubricant. So that way, you know, when you're buying it, you know, you're not going to worry about putting something inside of yourself or on the outside of your partner. Um, speaking about men to women, <laughs> women to men, I guess. Um, you know, you're not putting something on yourself that's going to cause problems for yourself. So that's why it's necessary, and that's why companies have used it for a long, long time. Um, another reason why they use it, besides that, is the fact that they're considered parabens are considered to be relatively inexpensive and is widely available. So it's just a popular choice among manufacturers. I mean, it makes business sense, at least in that aspect. Um, but there are some problems with parabens and. As time goes on and more research is done, it's being revealed that parabens are causing problems for women. And uh, maybe not all women, but if uh, you notice any kind of burning sensations, there's a reason for that. There's a reason why parabens are doing that. And even if you're not noticing any bad symptoms from using products with parabens, there are still things that could be happening and you need to be aware of that. So keep listening. So let's talk about first about how parabens are made before we get into the health risks, because I'm going to get into that next. So first of all, parabens, they're a um, preservative that is synthesized through a chemical reaction between para, this is a long word for me, hydroxybenzoic acid and an alcohol, typically methanol or ethanol. So the process involves heating the acid and alcohol together in the presence of an acid catalyst, such as sulfuric, sulfuric acid, I can't talk today, sulfuric acid or hydrochloric acid. That sounds scary to me, <laughs> just reading this, but let me go on. The reaction results in the esterification of the acid with the alcohol forming the paraben ester. That's a little over my head, but those words are just make it sound a little concerning. But, you know, I'm not a chemist, so I don't know. But either way, the specific paraben produced depends on the type of alcohol used in the reaction. So apparently there's lots of different types of parabens. I didn't do a lot of research into seeing getting that granular about all the different types and what types might be used in lubes because this wasn't so much supposed to be a, a scientific chemistry lesson as just more of a bringing you some general information. Um, so if you're interested to know, yeah, you could probably do some more research and find out all the different types. But um, unless I get uh, overwhelming feedback to research that more, um, you know, I'm not going to report any more on that. But if people want me to, to do some research and find out, um, drop me a message, you know, go to the website menopauseandsex.co and send me a message and let me know. And you, you can do that for any topic that you'd like for me to do some research. But let me get back into this before I digress too far. Um, anyway, so once the reaction is complete, the paraben ester is typically purified and then used as a preservative in products to prevent the microbial growth and extend the shelf life. So that's how parabens are made. Um, so let's get into what are the health risks associated with parabens. So currently, there is an ongoing debate 
and research regarding the potential health risks associated with parabens, um, including for menopausal women. So it's not just women, but for they are specifically looking at how it's reacting with uh, uh, menopausal women's bodies. Parabens, um, the studies have shown that they may have estrogenic activity, estrogenic activity. I had never heard that word before, but meaning that word means that it can mimic the effects of estrogen in the body. So menopausal women who experience a decline in natural estrogen levels may be particularly concerned because it could potentially disrupt what you're already going through with your hormones being out of whack by using parabens, especially in your localized area of your vagina where you're already experiencing things like dryness, um, possibly fissures and the thinning of the skin, which is leading to those fissures and chafing. So ladies, if you're in menopause, if you're premenopausal or perimenopausal is the, the proper way to say it, Take take this into mind. Take it, this into consideration. Um, and if you're a man who is married to or in a relationship with or getting ready to get into a relationship with a woman who is in menopause, um, bring this up to her because this may be something she may want to start really considering avoiding using any products with parabens in them with that causing that, uh, that uh, hormonal disruption. And thinking about our last episode where we're talking about the drawbacks of using glycerin, you combine those drawbacks where it can cause dryness, um, it can interact with um, the mucous membranes in a negative way, combine that with potential interaction with estrogen levels and you can see how lubricants with both of those ingredients can definitely cause you a lot of problems and be exacerbating any symptoms you're dealing with. Um, but let's get back into the parabens and, um, while there haven't been direct links established, some studies have found traces of parabens in breast tumor samples, leading concern about the association with parabens and breast cancer. Now this show is not about breast cancer, but, um, all women, this is still just something to be aware of. And, while, again, the topic of the show is not about this, I am a breast cancer survivor myself. I had breast cancer discovered in 2016. And um, while I don't have any information to say it was related to the use of parabens, I did use a lot of lubricants before. So I don't know. There could be a link. There may not be. But they're saying there's a potential. So just putting that out there. Um, I know myself, I won't use parabens anymore, but, you know, I'm also, too, the inventor of a lubricant um, after making it for myself, after dealing with all the negative symptoms. So I, of course, personally know better to use them. They just don't work for me. Anyway, so um, just keep that in mind that it has been potentially tied to some breast cancers. Uh, it makes me kind of wonder if there's been any research, because I didn't think about when I was preparing all my information for the show, I should have thought about looking to see if there's any uh, any relation between that and um, cervical cancers. So that's something to think about. Uh, I would assume that if they're finding some kind of links with breast cancer, the potential's there. The, pen the potential would certainly be there. 
whether it's happening or not, I don't know. Um, but either way, it, with saying all that, I don't want to scare you to death because the U.S. Uh, Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, and also the European Union Scientific Committee on Consumer Safety, SCCS, they consider parabens generally safe for use in cosmetics um, at the current levels of exposure. However, due to ongoing research and consumer concerns, many companies like myself, like the me being the one who uh, developed the company Wet Orchid and uh, developed this lubricant, are using paraben-free products. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit later about the preservative that is in the lubricant that is um, by, by Wet Orchid, so you can learn a little bit more like about it and feel a little bit better knowing that there is somebody out here looking out for the uh, well-being of other menopausal women. So um, I know that whenever I have used a lubricant that has parabens and as well as glycerin, but specifically parabens, I have always felt a burning sensation. And um, that's another reason why I learned that I can't use them because of that burning. I Most lubricants... I, I just happen to have a very sensitive hoo-ha. <laughs> My vajayjo is, is very sensitive. Not all women are as quite as sensitive as me. If they were, then I'd think none of these lubes would <laughs> exist. Um, but if you are a woman who is especially, especially sensitive and notice that a lot of lubricants are burning, it may be parabens that is doing it to you. Um, so the reason why it burns is you're having an allergic reaction to it. Um that's it. I mean, it's, that's exactly what's going on. And in the long run, using it over and over, if you've noticed that you're having problems like dryness, um, pain, chafing, all that, it could be the use of too much parabens. So keep that into consideration. If you're feeling pain, anytime you use a lubricant, you need to read those instructions. Or I'm sorry, not instructions. Read the ingredients and uh, see. And, you know, here's the thing. I'm going to talk about it on the show, but talk to your gynecologist. Take in your lubricant with you when you go to your doctor and go over the ingredients on, in it and see. Could this be an allergic reaction? Um, you know, of course, like I've always said and I will always say. Before you use a new product, before you change products, anytime you're having any kind of symptoms, talk to your doctor. Always go, you know, take over-the-counter stuff in with you, but make sure, first of all, that you are healthy. Just make sure you are baseline healthy before you are concerned about using products or what they may be doing to you. Because, of course, if you're not healthy, anything is going to irritate you more. So just make sure you go to your doctor. Um, so, yes, there are allergic reactions to parabens, and that's called a paraben allergy. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, so paraben allergies can be anywhere from mild to severe. And I'm going to give you a quick list of potential reactions you could be experiencing if you have a paraben allergy. So the first one is, as we already said, skin irritation. So, you know, feeling burning right there, you already know something's not right. But you can also, you know, take a mirror and inspect if you see after you've used a uh, lube with parabens in it, if you see any red or swollen skin down there. Um, and of course, if you ever feel anything like a rash or hives right there, hives is definitely a bad sign. 
Um, dermatitis, which is basically the skin dries out in a localized area, in that acute area, and then typically, you know, takes a while to uh, clear up that dry area. So if you're, if you're experiencing any of that, that could very well be an allergic reaction to the parabens in the lube. Um, uh, allergic contact dermatitis, which is what we just basically said, is uh, that was kind of in my list. It, it's the same thing, but it's I guess the difference is, is that you can get little blisters in the area. So it's kind of like the skin irritation times 50, just a much worse, um, intense itching, intense redness, not just slight, but intense eczema. So parabens can trigger or worsen the symptoms of eczema. So if you have eczema in your vaginal area or even anywhere else, say if you have it on your hand, back of your hand or on the anywhere if you're getting parabens on it if you're getting that lube on it it could be worsening that so take that into consideration um another thing which is kind of funny i i don't know that you would get this directly from using a lubricant but it depends on how you'd use it uh allergic rhinitis so some individuals may ex experience symptoms like sneezing runny nose congestion itchy watery eyes now I don't know if that's from putting it directly in your nose, which I don't know why you would do that. Maybe there's, you know, maybe there are uh, sinus medicines. I, I, I'm not sure with this list. I'm not sure if this was secondary to using it in a different area, because I would think that it probably wouldn't cause you a problem um, unless you're using it in your nose. But here's the thing. What I am thinking is if it does come from contact rather than going through the bloodstream, if it comes from contact, then if you are performing oral sex, like say you put a lubricant with parabens on a man's genitals, or if you're lesbian and with your girl and you put the para you put the lubricant on her vagina and then you perform oral sex, and then if any of that um, lubricant gets in your nasal cavity, which can happen, I mean, that could happen, that could be the way that could happen. That could be the way you could get allergic rhinitis from it. Um, okay, and then finally, the last thing is asthma symptoms. So some people can get um, symptoms that will worsen their asthma, such as wheezing, shortness of breath, and chest tightness. So if you've got asthma, be very careful about using parabens. So if you think it might be a problem, go to your doctor, um, I would assume, I would hope that they have a way to test for the allergy. Um, you know, doctors can perform allergic testing in general, so they most likely would be able to tell you if, um, if you know, parabens or anything else in your lubricant is causing you a reaction. And it's not always a bad idea to just get tests for allergies in general, um, because you never know, you might have a food allergy or something else, so, but that's a whole other topic. Um, so let's get into an alternative uh, preservative for parabens. And that, that alternative is an, is a ingredient I use in wet or in nectar, the personal lubricant by wet orchid. Uh, this alternative ingredient is called potassium sorbate. So it is also a preservative. Um, it is used as an alternative to parabens in certain applications. Um, so 
Potassium sorbate is used in food, beverages, and personal products. And it's used for the same reason, to prevent the growth of mold, yeast, and bacteria. So while parabens have faced controversy due to their, their potential hormonal disruption, potassium sorbate is generally considered to be way less controversial, a way less controversial pre uh, preservative option. So, so far, there is not any research tying it to any kind of hormonal disruption. So it appears so far that it's a much safer alternative. Um, it's commonly used in food as well as cosmetic products. So we are starting to see more and more usage of it. And I don't know if these other companies are doing it through an awareness that uh, parabens could be causing problems for women and especially um, menopausal women. But it's possible. I don't know because, of course, I haven't spoken to the people who are in those businesses. But it is more and more being used. So read your labels and check and see. Um, it is considered to be very safe for consumption and topical use when in low concentrations. Um, so potassium sorbate, like I said, is a is the primary and the only preservative used in nectar by wet orchids. So consider that next time you're shopping for a personal lubricant, make sure to be looking at those labels. And, um, you know, like I said before, we said in the previous uh, episode that glycerin is bad for you. And now we know how bad parabens are bad for you. Um, so take that into consideration the next time you think about buying a lube and um, consider purchasing a bottle of Nectar by Wet Orchid because you can be rest assured that you don't have to worry about any kind of bad ingredients in it. And it's got hyaluronic, hyaluronic acid in it, which, if you don't already know, helps to restore moisture. We have natural hyaluronic acid in our bodies and by adding it to our moisturizers and in this case into the lubricant, you can help restore moisture to your natural uh, to your natural skin. So anyway, so thanks again for listening and hanging out during this conversation about bad ingredients and lubricants. I'm so glad you joined me. My name's Christy Ann. I'll be back next Menopause Monday with some new exciting content and information to help ladies out dealing with menopause and help their partners help them as well. Until next time, take care of yourself. Bye-bye.